Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Anna struggles to find women to play with on dating apps and decides it's time to try a lifestyle club. After her first night, she discovers she is no longer just bi-curious. With her newfound bisexuality, she jumps in with both feet for a few more successful club visits. And we're back at the sex apartment. Today we have Anna joining us, our very first unicorn. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. Ooh, and she yeah. just gave me this look like I've only listened to 18 episodes and I had no idea you haven't had one yet. I had and no idea. That is that is a real thing. We have only had one. So wow. welcome. Before I get into my normal line of questioning, how long have you been in the lifestyle? As of today... Four weeks. Four weeks. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Perfect. I, I love the whole new aspect here. This should be fun. Mm-hmm. How did you discover that there is a lifestyle? I've always heard about the lifestyle in the past, but in real life, I knew about the clubs mm-hmm. because of a friend of mine went years ago. She was a dominatrix and oh. she, she's more like a friend of a friend. So I didn't know hey. all the details, but that was the first I'd heard of sex clubs. See, most people aren't even aware of that. Yeah. It kind of blew my mind when she was talking about it. So it was in the back of my head for a long time. I always thought that it was something that was going to be very exclusive, that people would have to check your pictures or you'd have to be a certain person or get referred in order to be able to be allowed in. Mm-hmm. That was probably five years ago. More recently, what made me actually do it, I ended a long-term relationship. Okay. I was with somebody for about three years and in the process of breaking up, there were a lot of issues. Our sex life was one of them and he had brought up, maybe this is something could try. We could go to this place together, kind of considering all the options. I've always been curious about being with another woman and I never really had a full experience before. So I think he knew that that was something I was always interested in and had never fully experienced. Mm -hmm. So he's like, maybe if we make that happen. I could spark something. So I was interested in doing that, but I wanted to do it on my own. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, I'll try that. That is a good idea. Thanks. (laughs) So yeah, so we still broke up. Um, yeah, I'd been single for a few months and just, I, I didn't want to date anybody. I don't want to go through the whole thing. I didn't want to sign up for the apps. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted something easier. And so I thought of, why not? I checked out the clubs, did as much research as I could online because there's not a lot to mm-hmm. be had. Mm-hmm. I looked at every post on Reddit from 10 years <laughs> <Okay>. ago, <laughs> trying That's to figure good. out what am I going to be walking into? So yeah, I signed up. Fuck it. I'm just going to go. Now, how long after you signed up before you actually went for the first time? I'm going to say about a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. I know how a new couple gets bombarded with emails. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine a (laughs) unicorn and the number of emails that you get in the one week leading up to your first visit. So I did not sign up for the site before I went. Oh, I just kind of went. 
Okay. Um, okay. I wasn't sure of how that worked, if I was okay. allowed to That's or fair. whatever. Yeah. I just winged it and I went. I didn't sign up for the site until the day after I went. But then, yes, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well, then let's not get to get there yet then. <laughs> now, having researched on Reddit, probably heard about what the old club was like, what the new club was like, and what the other club in the area was like. What were you expecting to walk into? I think I was expecting what a lot of people say. There was just going to be people having sex everywhere. Mm-hmm. Nudity, just a free for all. So I was somewhat surprised that it was just kind of like a regular bar. Yes. Yeah. Just like a regular club. People might dress a little sexier, but mm-hmm. for the most part, yep. Yeah. What was the tour like? It was good. I was with just one other couple. It was their first time too. Super welcoming friendly, made me feel really comfortable. And You had mentioned that you had an interest in women mm-hmm. and that you hadn't really fully experienced it. Yes. Prior to heading into this, what do you mean by haven't fully experienced it? <laughs> so I had a, I don't know if I want to call it a one night stand with a woman who I met several years ago because I've always been by curious. Yeah, we went out for some drinks and she came over to my apartment and we pulled around a little bit, but she was also by curious as mm-hmm. well. So she was pretty inexperienced. So it was kind of a PG-13 experience. It was a lot of dry humping. <laughs> okay. Still hot. but It, it, was, it was fun, but it, I don't know if there wasn't a connection with her or if it was the fact that it was just me and her alone and there was no guy present. But I, I like kinda... the way she calls us presents. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I... <laughs> After that, I sought out threesomes a couple different times, and for various reasons, it never worked out. What avenue did you seek them out? Same thing. Also, dating apps. Okay. Which was tough, because they're not really built for that. Bumble and Tinder aren't the best They're, they're starting to become more acceptable, but there are a couple that are still decent for it now, but I don't feel they've really tapped into the market. I think they're getting better and getting more and more options. Mm-hmm. There are apps out there that can help there, but what you're finding out is a club that has a website where you can connect similar to a dating app really helps. So what kind of things didn't work out in these failed threesomes? Because everybody thinks going into these, it's like, oh shit, yeah, let's just have a threesome. It's easy. Yeah. Add woman. One was just like a scheduling thing that it was going to happen. And then one of us canceled and then it was going to happen again. And I think I got sick. So it just kind of fizzled. Mm -hmm. didn't really happen. But the other one was a weird situation. I had been talking to the guy for maybe a few weeks online. He had set it all up. He was basically the face of the couple. She was a lot younger. So I had to go to their house. He was super into it and she was not. Uh... They had some kind of strict rules. Like he wasn't even going to be allowed to have sex with me. It was all going to be oral stuff at the time. It seemed fine, but looking back, I think there was a lot of issues in their relationship. It was complicated. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can see that being an issue. Yeah. So now let's dig deeper into that first night at the club. Okay. You weren't on the site yet, so mm-hmm. you walked in alone mm-hmm. and didn't know anybody. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. that like? That's balls. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. I don't know if I could ever do that. So mad respect. Honestly, the fact that I didn't know anybody was kind of what made me brave enough to do it. I'm like, I can just be whoever I want to be. This is kind of like an almost like an alternate persona. So I kind of just turned my brain off and I'm going to do this. And I went and did it. How long did you wait in the car before (laughs) going to that door? (laughs) 15 minutes. (laughs) I do remember being worried that I was going to be like a nerd being there super early. So I think I waited a little while before I filled up a little bit. That was good. Let's make sure people show up before I... I don't want to be the first one. I like that. That's good. How long before someone actually approached? 
maybe about a half an hour. Okay. Took the tour, got my drinks. I brought like a little flask with me because I didn't know what really what the deal was. I didn't right. want to have like, a six pack to cart around. Right. So I had a drink and sat at one of the few bar stools at the bar. Just watched for a little while and then a couple came up. They didn't really approach me directly. They just came up to the bar to get their drinks. And it seemed to me at the time, organically started talking, but they might have been approaching me. I don't know. <laughs> How'd that conversation go? We ended up having a lot in common. We ended up actually working for the same company. A lot of interesting connections. Okay. So yeah, I liked them right away. I hit it off. And I told them that I was there by myself and that I was brand new and they were super sweet. You know, I told them several times, like, you guys feel like you're wasting your time with me. Nothing's probably yes. going to happen tonight. <laughs> you can move on if you want. Yeah. They were like, but no, guilty. we're good. Yeah. yeah. Hang out. Aww, that was nice. Spent the entire night hanging out with them or were you approached by others at that point? I was not approached by others. I spent most of the night talking to them they said we're gonna go play i said okay have fun sat at the bar for a little while and talked to a girl that was very drunk (laughs) (laughs) that happens that happens a lot there too because a lot of people are like okay i need something to get me there and (laughs) oh i didn't need that much but yeah i had had enough of that and decided to go wander (laughs) so i went and wandered back to the rooms and ended up running into them in the group room the one that has the connection to the window the window Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. yep and they had just finished a little something. Sat with them for a minute and they asked if I wanted to join them in a room with the door. So I said, sure. Oh, all right. <laughs> and how did that go? So yeah, I followed them and I sat in the little chair beside the bed. Case started going down on her. I was just watching, watching for a while. And then they switched. She started going down on him. And then he started looking over, watching me, watching them. And I was kind of just like rubbing my legs. And it was obvious that I was liking what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you wear your first night to the club? <laughs> I wore a red dress. It was like velvety. I decided it was a good idea to not wear any underwear or bra. I, it is a good I, idea. I, I can completely <laughs> agree. That's a great idea. <laughs> Earlier in the night, I was actually the girl of a couple and I were like dancing on the stripper pole. She was showing me some moves. Fair warning. I'm not wearing any underwear (laughs) she's like good to know (laughs) so you're touching your leg Mm -hmm. making it very obvious you're enjoying Mm -hmm. what you're saying he's watching me constant eye contact she looked at me and asked me do you like nipple stimulation yes (laughs) yes yes i do indeed i do (laughs) good to know so she kind of came over to me and like took my dress down a little bit and started playing around. And he watched for a minute. She asked if she could go down on me. Sure. Conveniently, you weren't wearing panties. By so all means, she already knew that. Then <laughs> he came over and joined and eventually we made our way over to the bed. Oh, that's a very nice transition. I love that the couple started without you in mm-hmm. the sense that like it almost gave you a moment to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. I picture it being the, oh, pouncer, and hey, don't let her right. go in. Yeah. So I went into that room fully expecting to just sit there and watch. Okay. okay. And I think that they thought that too. Okay. But then when I seemed interested. And I think you obviously showed enough interest that that kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll ask. Mm-hmm. So that was, I thought that was great. So did I. <laughs> so you make it to the bed. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a blur. To be <laughs> it does. Now blur because I was not inebriated. Okay. I was pretty just, sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just hands everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. Like I don't <laughs> even remember how it. Went I mean, from the smile there, on but... your face tells me a lot. <laughs> we know where it finished, right? Yeah. So everybody was doing everything to everybody else. Oh, I learned my first lesson about talking about rules beforehand Ah. because at one point i thought she was trying to do something that i don't want she wasn't but i kind of like stopped in the middle and was like oh 
by the way, I don't do that. Oh, I wasn't anyway. But that definitely taught me that I should have a conversation before, yep. take my clothes off so it's not awkward. <laughs> right. It is usually and more awkward. And no matter what, when... it's always awkward. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's okay. What was your ultimate feeling from that? Is that something you're still going to search out or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely interested in doing it more. I would definitely love to do it with the same couple more than once, just with familiarity. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so much better the second time. Can confirm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I'd ever gone down on a girl. Okay. <laughs> Lots of check marks and uh-huh. that's just one experience, mm-hmm. right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, she was great. She was. How challenging did you find that? I didn't find it very challenging. Well, position I was in was a little bit challenging. She <laughs> was like on top of me, but reversed. So I was kind of like reaching, but okay. then we changed and I was able to do a better job. Yeah, I liked it. And she was gorgeous. She made me feel really good and kept telling me how pretty I am and it was really sweet. And Can't confirm. After that experience, I would solidify myself in the bisexual category. Okay. So, <laughs> like, so no longer the curious. curious. Is, the curious is gone. It's not a question mark anymore, right? <laughs> so you brought up something interesting. You did have rules leading into this. Mm-hmm. What are your rules? I don't have a lot of rules. I don't like any anal play, giving or receiving. So yeah, she was like behind me and I thought she was trying to do that. It's like completely tensed up but she wasn't so that's really my only major rule the rule talk up front is definitely the way to go and Mm -hmm. it could be awkward naked it's still awkward not (laughs) naked and it's weird going from a natural hey we're just having a fun conversation to so how are you okay with fucking (laughs) it's like wait what was that the end of your first night yes yeah, we were in there till almost closing did you get the knock on the door or no no it wasn't that late it was like 2 30 though Our problem is we sit there and we talk all night until about two thirty, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh fuck, it's two thirty. You want to go?" Right. Yeah. And yeah. then we get to knock about fifteen minutes mm. later. It's like, "Oh, sorry." Got that last night. <laughs> oh, <Tough>. okay. <laughs> Somebody's getting ahead of us. I like. It. So, spoiler alert: had so much fun, you decided to go back again and again. Correct. Next night is the couples and unicorns night, mm-hmm. if I am correct. Yes. So now from a couple's point of view, we usually go to these events and we actually find it amusing to see a lot of couples show up, stare at the door, waiting for this line of beautiful women that just parade in that are all unicorns. This is and couples it, like, and, and unicorn it never happens because... Happens. Enter unicorns. <laughs> right. Unicorns? <laughs> and the unicorns never show up like that. So or from your but... perspective, I'm very curious. It was was this a fun night for you or yes. more or was it worse? Because I feel like almost being one of few would be bad because you're like sought after mm-hmm. at this type of event. I signed up for the site the day after my first event. So I had been talking to people. I think there was two weeks between. So I had a few people that I was interested in, two couples in particular that I knew were going to be there. So I kind of already had a set plan. Okay. I wasn't just going to walk in and try to meet people because I had heard on your podcast (laughs) that that isn't always the best way that people don't really, that it's better to talk a little bit beforehand and have an idea. It makes life a lot easier. Roughly how many unicorns do you feel were there? Sometimes it's hard to tell with who was with who, but not that many. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How respectful do you feel couples were once they see a single woman talking with another couple? Would somebody come up and interrupt? Right. Mm -mm. No, that's never happened. What you're experiencing is the fact that no one wants to step on somebody else's toes Mm -hmm. when they're getting the magical unicorn, (laughs) which I still find amazing that you, okay, to say hi, you don't need to, Mm -hmm. 
step in front of and go, excuse me. (laughs) But it it really is. When people see a male and two females standing there, it's like, oh, there must be a force field around them. And I can't Mm. approach this because (laughs) I'm not going to be the one that fucked that up. It's good to see that you saw that. And it's not just us people Mm -hmm. watching and seeing that. Everybody was definitely respectful like that. The only time that I was really approached by people I didn't know was a couple of times a man of a couple came up to me back by the rooms where it was quieter. So how did it work out transitioning from an online connection to real life? It worked out well. There were two couples that I was interested in going into the night. Oh, and also another single woman who I talked to online. Just met actually like the day of. And I'm so glad I met her because it was just nice to have another person that mm-hmm. wasn't actively trying to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I, I'm telling you, I cannot imagine just the constant like, oh, look, I wonder if she, she must be. Maybe she, I haven't seen her with anybody else. I wonder. Just the uncomfortable leering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It wasn't as bad as you might think. Really? But then I'm surprised, but okay. It might depend on the night too, though. Um, That night I would think would be (laughs) one of those, wait, I think she is. Let's wait till she's alone. (laughs) So yeah, I bopped around between people that I met, eventually ended up back by the big porn screen. It was funny because one of the couples that I knew was sitting on one side of me and one was on the other side of me and we were just watching the one with the snake. Okay. Yep. And the piano. (laughs) The snake and the piano. piano. (laughs) No, they don't have that many porn. (laughs) It was like an icebreaker, you know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. just kind of laughing and, but also like, hmm, watching, that looks good. There are a lot of girl, girl <laughs> scenes in that movie. So yeah. Okay. God, we watched that too much. <laughs> so couple on the left, couple on the right. Mm-hmm. How does this progress? Couple on the left gets up and went somewhere. Everybody else kind of cleared out of the area. Couple on the right said, would you like to join us in a room? I said, Yes. Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> they were my first choice, like from the beginning. I thought they were super hot the second I saw their profile. So I was super excited. And nice. I was more nervous, I think, going into the second night because I felt like there were higher stakes. I'd already been talking to people, kind of knew me a, a little Interesting. bit. Being a little extra nervous, did it make that transition tougher for you? At that point, no. Okay. Because they asked me. So I knew that they were interested and I was interested. And still um, your first choice couple, mm-hmm. I, I would think. Would be like, yay, they, you know, like that would still be excitement mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. What I was more nervous for for the night was just like conversations, the regular stuff with clothes on. <laughs> See, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I look forward to that every time. How did heading back start up this time? Coincidentally, it was the same room it as my happens first a night. lot. It does. <laughs> It was the beach room. So does it start the same way? Did you sit in the chair again? Or Mm-mm. Okay, so no. this time, a little bit different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. They asked me what my rules were. We talked about all of those things. Did they have any that surprised you? No. Okay. Then she and I got in the bed and started on our knees and started kissing each other. And he sat in the chair for a little while, actually, and just watched. I feel like like I know what that viewpoint is. (laughs) Been there. (laughs) And she eventually was like, are you going to join us? (laughs) Did. And he got behind me. And that was nice. It was just like feeling like a sandwich. Mm -hmm. It was just really... So you like the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like giving as well, but it's nice to have. Well, you can still give from the, the center. Attention. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clothes started coming off. I got some more practice. Do you feel you were better the second time? Mm-hmm. Going from first to second time. Did you find it easier or, or is it like, well, look, 
It's like riding a bike now. I, I got this. Yeah, I was more comfortable and more prepared. Kind of just did what I like. And I always go, why is this so hard, ladies? Just do. <laughs> I imagine if I wanted to suck a dick, I could probably figure out the way to go. Well, I think from a unicorn perspective, or at least my question for a unicorn would mostly revolve around kind of figuring out the balance of who you give the attention to. Mm-hmm. Like, I think each couple wants a unicorn for a little bit of a different reason. Very like true. some women want to be with another woman and then the guy wants to see that. Or the guy wants to experience two women on him. For you, my questions to that couple would be revolving around, what do you want a unicorn for? Mm-hmm. Like, what is my job here? At now, least- have you found it coming at you that way of, hey, what's my job? Or has it been more like, hey, you're we here and we're here yeah. to right. take care of you? Yes, the latter. But that's definitely something I've been thinking of asking along with the rules kind of thing. Like, yeah. what are you guys actually looking to get out of this experience? What do you like? But in this instance, it was kind of everybody was giving and receiving from everybody. All equally kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And I can see that being, you know, and that too, being just like, okay, everybody just free for all, you know. Like, Any pile, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like your job is kind of difficult in the sense of you have to deal with the women who are a little bit kooky because there's going to be more people in the lifestyle who convince their wife Mm -hmm. to do this for a threesome unicorn situation like that seems to be what a lot of people start off getting in the lifestyle looking for and then that stuff morphs over time into different things or they find out that unicorns are very difficult to find so then they morph that into couple swapping and different things like that actually being the unicorn in these experiences I'm just curious the people you'll run into and how that'll I can only imagine the emails (laughs) oh gosh I can't even they've got your email box is probably blowing up. I can't even imagine. I stopped looking. You just <laughs> pick and choose. This I one know enough fun. people I've know. seen your pictures. I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> if I may, really quick, go yes. back to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. That's something I've been trying to be super aware of is not making anybody feel jealous. Obviously, I have way more experience having sex with men and knowing what to do. And I'm used to having a connection one-on-one with one person. So something that takes me out of it a little bit, I think, is making sure nobody feels left out. Mm-hmm. But the second couple was very good at someone wasn't directly involved. They're right there watching. At one time it was just me and him, but she had her magic wand and she was nice. she was into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She expressed how much she was enjoying the show. So yeah, I feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah. I know that's probably not going to be the case with every couple. So I really need to be aware of that. Every mm-hmm. couple does have a different goal, rule, agenda, if you will. Yeah. So I could see that. In my mind, it's not your job to control that narrative. I think it is the couple's job to somehow communicate that to you in that like, okay, this is what our vibe is. This is what we go for. Or, you know, this is what turns us on. And then you to either play along or or not. But I didn't want to like make it sound like I was like, oh, I'd be very careful about those things. That's very much the job of the couple seeking you out to communicate that. I agree. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time, the fact that you're taking that into account, yeah, that's I think really is cool. a lot better than what we have seen 
most unicorns do, where it has very much been like, I run the show and you're lucky I'm even in the room right mm. now. I feel bad for you because, you know, single men will get a bad rap in the lifestyle because they're too pushy or too aggressive or they haven't cleaned themselves up well enough or they have, I mean, there's just so many things that they get a bad rap for because it feels like a single guy is one in a dozen. You can pick one out anywhere you go. You know, there's always a single guy available and that's pretty much what they say. Make yourself stand out. For you, because you're a unicorn, you have the rare part working in your favor, but then you also have this other side of the coin where people say that a lot of unicorns that they come across are crazy. Fucking crazy, I believe is it. Fucking crazy, yes. <laughs> oh. I wanted to find a way to put it nicely. <laughs> but Again, you just found the podcast and haven't gotten too far in. We ourselves have said frequently unicorns are in fact fucking crazy. So, oh, wow. so you, yes. you kind of have this flip side where you're sought after and that's great and you have that working in your benefit and or we've seen the really amazing unicorns that we've met tend to find and hook up with people rather quickly and then no longer are unicorns (laughs) because they I mean either legitimately like will hook up with single men or even become thruples or Mm -hmm. you know make a more consistent play partner type setup but that's what we see happen to like the most sane of them the the craziest ones usually remain unicorns for a long time that, like you mentioned, a lot of couples get into this for the, oh, we want a unicorn. So a lot of first experiences for these couples are with the unicorn and that couple might not be ready for this. And that whole thing could implode that way as well. So yeah, you seem to have the solid idea of figuring this out ahead of time while talking to people as opposed to just so. Yeah, no way would I do anything with a couple who's brand new. I'm not here for drama. I'm not here to make anybody's life more complicated. Right. I'm just trying to have experiences. So in your experiences so far, have you found that you've been able to climax through all this? No, not one time. Not once? Mm-mm. Wow. No. It's like a fucking joke. Has it gotten you so turned on that you then go home and take care of things yourself? Oh, yes. Or Okay. Yes. <laughs> so that's interesting. Have you stopped them? Have you made it seem like you did and they felt accomplished or just the session just kind of reached the end and I did not stop them. Also haven't not a faker. Okay. I don't see the point. Mm-hmm. It was good and fun. Just couldn't quite get there, probably mentally. Mm-hmm. And that environment is a very tough environment to do that, which mm-hmm. totally can understand that too. The best part of the second time was how they started it off. She asked me, have you ever had a couple go down on you at the same time? Uh, <laughs> I said, we just talked about that. We did. No, I have not. How did that work? It was amazing. Oh, it came up because that was happening in the snake video. Oh. And I was like, how are they doing that? Now, is this a side by side, top and bottom kind of thing? Um, <laughs> how you use yourself? <laughs> well, I mean, it's still the same general area. I know, I know. It was just funny how you used your hands. <laughs> I was, I guess I was laying on the bed and they were both kind of down there. It was a lot going on. Now, were they like making out at the same time? Like, were they kissing each other or no? no? They were just both taking care mm-hmm. of you. Okay. It was like they just went to town. Now, professionals. Bella and Jace from the Fourplay podcast talk. This is their go to move. They love doing this. You were like, how is this possible? Right. And technically, we have not done this yet and it's on the to do list, but it's one of those that had intrigued you. It had. And when you had first brought it up, I was like, the same as you're questioning with your hands over here. How are they doing this? Are they. See? Same hand motion. <laughs> head, I like to point right. Out. Yeah, but I think their heads were their kind pro- of the opposite way. Okay. They weren't like side by side like that. Okay. See, I've always pictured just side by side. <laughs> 
And see, I picture this. Like, then, I picture, like, one coming from this direction and one coming. Like a 69 kind of thing. Because you want somebody kind of getting the top and one kind of underneath. And then if they do kiss or make out, then they have that ability. To- the, the way Belle and Jace describe it, they seem side by side. Mm, so, interesting. Which, I mean, I'm down for both direct, whatever. You got to figure it out and you got to see mm. what works. And, but with your technique, I feel that it has to be top and bottom as opposed I don't know to- if I could do my technique. What's your technique? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know I had a technique, first of all. And so, now multiple people and have now, taken her And technique. now people are using my technique as though it's <laughs> something fantastic. It's not. I just use it a is. flat I, tongue versus the I don't ding with the tip of my tongue. Mm-hmm. I use my tongue flat and pressure like on the clit versus just a little ding, ding, ding with the tip of your tongue. Okay. You know how some people do. Mm-hmm. So I only do what I think I would like. And because that is what I like, then there are girls out there who also like that as well. I can give you a long <laughs> list of girls. That like that. <laughs> not, not that long. <laughs> Now that you've experienced four parties and and been thinking about this for a couple of years, have you built a sort of checklist or fuck it list or fantasy list, if you will? The one big thing that I've always been interested in, but always kind of in the back of my head, because when I never thought that I would ever be in a situation where it would be, would be possible logistically is having two guys at once, just all the attention on me and everything focused on me. You have definitely found a place where that is possible. <laughs> Can confirm that. Yeah. Yes. Any other fantasies? That's my biggest one. Okay. Obviously, another threesome with a woman and going down on a woman and seeing how I like that was huge. But I've already checked that off. Mm-hmm. When we typically interview couples, I ask them why they swing or why they've chosen to get into the lifestyle. A lot of the answers are, you know, it improves our relationship with one another and it's done wonders for us as a couple. It's really built us and bonded us. I'm curious, why have you chosen the lifestyle? I think a big part or of it continue is to do it, convenience. I like I was saying earlier, I was fresh out of a relationship and not wanting to date anybody or my head was not in that kind of space. But I think what's keeping me so far is just how everybody is so open. Mm -hmm. And if I would have met you guys a month ago, I would not have been able to have this conversation. Let alone on mics. (laughs) It's a hard enough conversation just Mm -hmm. normally. But yeah, I've always considered myself to be like a little bit on the wilder side of vanilla, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But coming into this world, I realize I'm (laughs) not as wild as I thought I was. I know. I've been there. (laughs) I used to think the same thing. Like, oh, I'm crazy. No, 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 I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So just being able to talk about it with people and not have to feel any sort of shame or embarrassment is incredible. And I've already made several friends who I would consider actual real friends. Our favorite thing about this. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Have you noticed any changes in your own, in your confidence since you started? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yes. The first night, the girl that I met, I was telling her how nervous I was because all of the promotional materials for all of the parties are like twigs, twigs with gigantic boobs, (laughs) (laughs) like people that aren't even real. So I didn't know what kind of people to expect. She was like, oh no, you're in the top 10% of people here. Don't be ridiculous. But if she meant it or not, it made me feel really good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel just more confident walking around in the regular world. Mm-hmm. And this feels like um, a secret that I'm keeping from everybody else. <laughs> <and> it's <laughs> really fun. Does anybody know that in my real life? This? Yes, I have a couple girlfriends who know. How do they react to that? They are so supportive, so fun. Um, Single, married? What are we talking here? 
single, okay. divorced, single, also living their wild lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> yeah, I told them about it and they were like, wow, you are so brave. Like, you guys are coming with me. You have to come. <laughs> so we don't have set plans yet because summer and they're busy, but mm-hmm. they're, they're going to come with me. I'd say, and it's clear she's like, I'm, and I'm not leaving. So. <laughs> do you feel you will continue down this path for a while or do you, do you foresee things changing? Unclear. I don't know. I definitely feel like kind of like a before and after, you know, how like COVID was a before and after in mm-hmm. everybody's lives. Yeah. This is another like before and after point. I feel like I'm never going to be the same afterwards. But as far as am I going to stay in the lifestyle or live the lifestyle? I don't know. I always thought that if I was ever going to have a threesome, that I would have to be the third person. I would never be able to handle it if I was in a relationship or if I had a connection with the people. But now having seen that in real life, it could be something that I would consider. Yeah. That's potentially. That is interesting that being the first unicorn we've talked to, <laughs> most single guys are like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. But it's something I hadn't put any thought into of, hey, I'm coming in as somebody's third and I'm fine like that. But I don't know if in a relationship. Right. That's an interesting angle. uh, It's fun to feel like the cherry on top. Isn't all the sex we have in the lifestyle the cherry on top? I was going to say that (laughs) just about every experience that we've had has been a nice little cherry on top. But yes, I can see where she's coming from. I guess we've never had one particular person be the cherry on top. It's it's usually uh, like a handful of cherries (laughs) sometimes. It's It's lots of cherries. Just open the cherry jar and just shake them. (laughs) And all the stuff. Sprinkles. Everybody's just sprinkles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So it was fun to have a different perspective. We don't get a chance to talk to unicorns too often. It's not really on our list to search out in our own play style. Mm -hmm. But also for purposes of the podcast, we actually don't meet too many unicorns who want to jump right on the mics and talk all about it. So this was really fun. It never really struck me to have the mindset of... Being that third and going into it going, I would never do this with my partner, but I can be that third. It was never a thought in my mind like, okay, yeah, once you're in it, you're like, okay, well, if this ever happens, I'm going to continue down this path. Well, and also I think it's a little easier if you think about it. You're not risking anything when you're going in on your own. Right. If you are doing this in a relationship and you have a third, there's the chance that you get jealous of the attention that the unicorn is paid or you get uncomfortable because you have to now divvy up your attention between two people. Mm-hmm. I can see how from her perspective, this is actually the better route, right? Yeah. You know, you're not risking anything. This is, I'm just going to go have fun with two other people and... <laughs> Walk away, wash my hands. It was a good time. Nice to meet you. I was the cherry on top. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It was interesting that she wasn't sure if she would be allowed to go to the club and if there was something you had to submit pictures for or just being uncomfortable with the thought of going to the club because she had seen promo pictures and the 20-something super Barbie types and all that. I was of a similar thought when I initially heard of the lifestyle because I never knew anyone in it, so I didn't have any firsthand stories to be relayed to me, so I didn't know exactly who was showing up at these clubs. And all I could picture was the picture-perfect, supposed ideal body type, which all media has made popular Mm -hmm. the skinny, perfectly shaped, what the world tells us is pretty. This has been a topic of conversation that is coming up a lot in the lifestyle lately. We just discovered while we were at Naughty that most of these photos are just stock photos that just about every club uses that somebody's taken and has posted on the stock photo site of sexy pictures. 
Right. There aren't quote unquote sexy pictures of body positive type images or people of color was another thing or gay couples or lesbian couples. There's just here's the standard set. And that's what everybody's been using. I also had it in my head that maybe you had to be cleared to go to these clubs. Somebody had to okay you. Yeah, you look okay. Go ahead, go in. And that was just my thought, but it's not true. In reality, the club is full of people of all shapes and sizes, heights, weights, ages, races, you name it. (laughs) It's open to everyone. Yeah. So it was surprising to me that there was no real method in which you had to be qualified to go to the club. It was just sign up and come to a party. Now, when I first started this, the club that I went to didn't have a website. I never experienced the, ooh, the pictures there are intimidating. It was just, ooh, the sex club is intimidating. Well, honestly, I think the pictures help. The way our club website works is that you set up a profile. So you post pictures of yourself or you you and your couple. And then you also have pictures that you unlock for people. If you meet them over the website, then you can unlock your secret photos for them and then they can see more of you or, you know, some people will blur out their faces or any kind of identifying mark on their normal profile pictures. But then if they open it up for you, maybe there's a chance you'll see their face. Maybe not. You you never Mm -hmm. know. But it gives you a chance to just see all these different types of people that you might see and also get to meet them, too, prior to going to the club. Definitely makes it easier than how it used to be. I was also surprised she went the path of, you know what? I'm going to go to a sex club for casual sex instead of trying to fuck around with the dating apps. It makes sense. It does. I think it's a trend we're starting to see at the club as well. Yes, I agree. It's also a trend we're seeing in the younger age groups. Casual sex is not so looked down upon or frowned on Mm -hmm. as much as maybe it was in our generations. And uh, you're still a millennial. (laughs) I'm an elder millennial. Millennial nonetheless. (laughs) But... Either way, we're seeing just more accepting of, hey, I just want to have casual sex and I don't want to have a relationship. We're seeing a lot of that being okay. Mm -hmm. That's what's opening this up to the singles in our lifestyle with the unicorns and the single men as well. I am starting to be very surprised at the number of what look like girls nights out that just show up as little groups coming to the club. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Where one of them is all like, yeah. And the others are like, fuck, what are we doing? (laughs) This is scary. (laughs) It was also interesting that couples were not rapidly approaching her at the club. And I'm curious if that was because she wasn't on the site and didn't have multiple people already have that proverbial foot in the door. Mm -hmm. For some reason in my head, I just picture a unicorn walks in and... The second somebody can step to them, they're getting that chance and they're doing it. My initial thought was that because she hadn't set up her profile on the web page and she hadn't reached out to even a few people going to the party was that not only does that help her meet people, but it helps people meet her. So, you know, when you have that initial connection on the website where you can kind of get some pleasantries out of the way and get to know somebody and say, yes, I might like this person. I want to meet them and get to know them more. Or you can be like, yeah, maybe not. Not for me, because that hadn't happened. For couples, it's just as intimidating to walk up to 
a unicorn as it is to walk up to another couple. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that in place, it makes it very difficult to have that initial meeting. I would imagine that it's easier to walk up to a unicorn versus a a couple just because it's a single person. You don't have to make pleasantries with two different people, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's still, (laughs) yeah, but it's still intimidating. It's still, you know, you don't know what their thoughts are and she's fresh, just got there. Nobody wants to really scare her away. Mm -hmm. There's a couple things there. First, I think a lot of people are gun shy on the consent thing and don't want to seem too pushy. It's a lot easier to send an email going, hey, might you be interested? Would it be okay if I stopped by and said hi? Mm -hmm. As opposed to coming off as overly aggressive by approaching and pushing a conversation. Another thing I'm sure people are concerned with is the rejection because they're completely confident, hey, the unicorn has their pick of the litter. And Mm -hmm. if they don't feel like they're the hottest person in the room, then why on earth would the unicorn say, oh yeah, I'd like to talk to you. Sure, sure. But the couple that did approach her had a very successful night. Yeah. So I mentioned it while we were talking to her, how fantastic I thought it was that they had started without her on the bed and eventually she joined in. Now, I didn't know that she had basically said that she was going to just watch for the whole time. But given that she was showing some signs of enjoying what she was seeing and participating even by just watching, by touching herself, I just I found it really fantastic that it seemed to to move at the perfect pace Mm -hmm. for her and for that couple as well, that it just seemed to really work out very well. And I just thought that was great that that was her first experience because wow, what a great first experience. There was no pressure involved. She still got turned on. And even if she had just sat in the chair the entire time and touched herself and watched them, I think she still would have left that night feeling like, whoa, that was a great experience. But then for them to ask if she wanted to join, seeing that she was getting turned on, I think that was even better. They still asked. It's still and they still baby they baby stepped through it too. And it wasn't just like, all right, here's a dick in your mouth, let's go. Right. And it was, oh, nipple play. How about this? Or oh, you want this? (laughs) (laughs) Bet you want this dick now, don't you? You Saw what I did. Yeah. (laughs) Right. What a great first couple. You know, some people just really have that first experience that can make all the difference in whether or not they come back or not. So Mm -hmm. I thought this one was great. Funny that she discovered so quickly how important that rules talk pre-play is. Well, it's funny because she had mentioned how her rule was no anal. And then as soon as somebody kind of came close to... Got behind her. Yeah, <laughs> she dawned on her, wait, I didn't tell them that I don't like this and that this this could be not off the table for them. And I've been in that position too, where maybe a whole rules conversation hasn't been had. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, do I speak up now or do I, do I wait until there's attempt at penetration to something? I've mm. had that moment in my head where you're you're kind of wishing that we could rewind a little bit. Hey, I just want to throw it out there. And you don't want to stop the play if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. But again, obviously, if your rule is your rule and you need to stand by it, then obviously speak up whenever that is. We have some friends that are very good at throwing the, okay, before we get started, what's everybody's rules? Just in a, hey, whatever, no big deal way. Mm -hmm. And then we have been on our own in situations where we're like, yeah, so good with that. What's good? Where are we? And just kind of half-ass the talk. And there have been times where we just kind of went into it and 
won it. Yeah. And I think too, that there's a lot of like feeling people out that happens. Sometimes we get the feel for people or we feel them out, so to speak, when we're talking to them, that there are people that you just kind of automatically trust and you hear what their likes and dislikes are Mm -hmm. in that conversation. And while maybe the specific rules weren't thrown out, you kind of get a good feel for how they're going to have sex or what type of sex they're into. Yeah. And that kind of goes to, there are certain standard things that are implied that are okay. Well, there are other things that I feel are implied like, yeah, let's check in before we go here. Right. And anal is one of those on Mm -hmm. the list where for me, most of the time it's off the table, but it's not to say that it is always. Mm -hmm. So I don't really necessarily spell it out as a rule first and foremost when we start playing with somebody. And then if things are leading there and I'm feeling it, then great. If not, then that's where I say, yeah, no, that's not, I don't do that. You know, whatever it is. So, and, and that's one of those where I would imagine that most people before penetrating, (laughs) but I was going to say like, Hey, do you do this? Just curious. Okay. If I slip uh, it in your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Typically that should be the question. Not saying it always happens. It's so much hotter if I don't ask. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Right. It's way less hotter. And in fact, you're going to shut the whole thing down if you do. (laughs) The couples in unicorn night, which we always talk about. I mean, I don't even know if we talk too much about it on the podcast, but me and you. We've we've mentioned once or twice where it's been, eh, it's couples unicorn night, but there are never any unicorns there. We always giggle to ourselves about this night because it is loaded with couples who are just waiting. They come in and they are patiently waiting. And a lot of them are typically new couples Mm -hmm. to the lifestyle who have never gone down the path of any lifestyle event. And they walk in and they're just waiting for this string of unicorns to walk through the door. And it's always so sad because it's like four unicorns, maybe. There's never enough unicorns to Mm -hmm. go around. And is there <laughs> and we go on those nights just to really people watch because we almost a hundred percent i enjoy watching as they discuss amongst themselves like you know a couple might not be that bad and kind of evolve their rules in the time going yeah i know i said i'd only be all right with bringing another woman into our relationship but you know a lot of these couples seem pretty nice and maybe we can just explore this way Mm -hmm. and a lot of people transition their rules that night that and i've seen it where when couples are getting into the lifestyle and that's what they're looking for they're looking for a unicorn or just a third female they automatically discount couples who maybe just the woman plays like hot wife couples Mm -hmm. and they discount the fact that maybe they could meet a female in a couple who prefers only girl girl play and then you can have your threesome in the sense of the girls play and then that extra guy plays with his partner but they're just oh gotta find a unicorn gotta find Mm -hmm. a unicorn it's just a single woman that's all that fits this bill and there are a lot of profiles on the site that we are specifically looking for a unicorn we're looking to add a third we don't want another guy in the room and it's difficult it's not it's not going to be easy right 
The reasons for a unicorn are typically kind of, we touched on it when we talked to her as well, was not just having a threesome, but usually the female of the couple has some sort of bi-curious nature or she is bisexual and she wants to bring a woman in for her. Or the husband's been watching girl, girl porn forever and would love to (laughs) see his partner do that. Yes. Or the male half of the couple has dreamed of having a double blowjob at some point or, you know, have two women fawn all over him and I don't know if there's just a we just want to have a threesome and we don't want to have a threesome with another male. There definitely is. There are a lot of couples. (laughs) I I don't present them to you often, but... There are a lot of couples that are that way. Yeah. And because of the profile picture that we have, they frequently click our site. It shows you who looked at your profile and I go to take a look at them and I go, oh, okay. I see why we didn't get a message here. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.